0: What's good party people? This is Voodoo in the Woods. I'm Corny Woods, and he is former U of MMA champion Pious Ina Lolobo, better known as Voodoo Moxaboss. And yes, yes we right. had a we had a pretty filled up combat sports Saturday because we had uh um, both the um Bellator two seventy six, which we will go in depth of uh, two seventy three. Apparently, I missed that day on Sesame Street, but uh, forgive me, folks. Mm-hmm. And the Royal Rumble, um, mm-hmm. what it used to be when we were growing up, one of the big four pay per views. Now it's just like a whatever the fuck, right? I, I don't think anybody even cares anymore at this point. But some people do, and cool, you know. I'm not shitting on you for for digging it, but I mean, it's a it's a shit show. But I will say, uh. Rest in peace, Vicky Askew or Victoria Askew, the mother of uh, one Vincent Kennedy McMahon, who passed away shortly before the the Royal Rumble began. So uh, our condolences go out to the McMahon family. And this is actually a year to the day after... Uh, Vince's brother, Roderick McMahon, a millionaire in his own right, uh, hailing out of Texas, um, he passed away. So it's kind of uh, kind of a crazy, crazy uh, time for the McMahon family. So our condolences um, to them.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, the McMahon's have uh, sacrificed so much for us throughout the uh, the years. I mean, going going to the to his father. And now mom, uh, Vince himself, putting his body on the line over and over and over. His daughter, body on the line. Even his wife, body on the line. Son, jumping off the cage. They won't do, uh, they won't, they will never ask you to do something they're not willing to do themselves. That's what I respect most about the McMahons. You know, they get down and dirty. So, shout out to the McMahons.
0: Yeah, you know, um, you know, you said you sacrifice yourself for, um, you know, the, the entertainment of the crowd. But they've also sacrificed many a talent, too. So I'll do the flipping <laughs> of the script, too. Um, you know, namely Owen Hart and the litany of people that, because of that can see it, uh true. you know, schedule of the WWF, um, you know, in the 80s and 90s and what have you. Uh, you know, and then put away like an eight ball in a corner pocket, a lot of the territories of the, uh, you know, of the 50s, uh, 60s, and 70s. So uh, there's that. But uh, again, still uh, condolences, heartfelt condolences going out to the McMahons during this difficult time. But, uh, we're going from one dynasty to the other because we have Bellator 273 taking place in Arizona. And we get started off on the prelims that was live and free for everyone on the YouTube Bellator page. Uh, but we saw Sullivan Cawley, which I want to believe his name is Sully. Uh, nice. Yep, it is. It actually is. So Sully Cawley, uh beat the Big Tuna, Ben Parrish, and Ben Parrish was looking after his knockout in his last appearance at Bellator. It was mentioned in the commentary that he was looking for a Bellator contract. Well, nobody told Sullivan Colley that because the training partner of one uh, Bellator heavyweight champion, Ryan Darth Vader, uh, beat the ever-living tar out of the Big Fish, or the Big Tuna rather, uh, in the very first round. Uh, your thoughts on uh, Sullivan Colley's uh, performance here?
1: Uh, there's something to be said about those wrestlers, man. Uh, Mr. Sully went up in there, uh, picked his shots. He did. He, 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 he was seeking minimal damage, utilized wrestling to the best of his ability, and then paid dividends as he was able to get his opponent to the ground, keep him on the ground, control several... Dominant position going for the kill with that grind and pound and off with his head. Ben Parrish, 99. Uh, Sullivan Sullivan moves on to three and zero, and um, it is what it is. Let's get it,
0: yeah. And you know what's uh, what's kind of crazy about this is we saw a mm-hmm. contingent of uh, both Ryan Bader's uh, team, right, as well mm-hmm. as. Uh, uh, Fedor's uh, team, Fedor team, so uh, they were up and down this card. So, uh, shout out to both teams, and uh, you know, and, and in the coaches themselves, and Bader and Fedor, uh, have a, a pretty storied history with Bader KOing F- uh, Fedor at the forum in Inglewood, uh, a couple mm-hmm. years back, which he, we both were were there in house, uh, to, to witness, which is, I mean, it felt like the earth. Um, you know, kind of moving. But, uh, yeah, man, it's uh, this is a big win for for Sullivan, you know, and, you know, kind of, you know, I, I think at times when there's a, you know, a camp-heavy or a gym-heavy card, you know, whether it be UFC or Bellator or otherwise, when you have, like, you know, somebody in the main event and then you have, you know, a lot of their um, protégés, you know, on the undercard. A lot of people give it flack, right? But this one, it turned out well, and this ended up being the very first finish in Bellator's history for 2022.
1: That's right. That's right. Um, I mean, the kid, Sully, was uh, quite efficient. He was efficient and effective. He nullified his opponent rather quickly um the way his approach his approach was business-wise uh he, there wasn't any wasted energy and i like that you know so as 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 his career goes on we will see just how much or just how deep his uh his bag of tricks really is we'll see
0: yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, and tricks are for kids, but the youngin, Sully, <laughs> taking the uh, the win. Uh, and your boy, Bruce, saying hi. You're joining us over on Twitch. Uh, glad to have you here. And the good sister, Takia Pal, saying hi, guys. How are you? I am here, and I am yeah. watching the game. Uh, yes, it. there's a NFL big Playoff, actually a pair of uh, NFL playoff games here, but we definitely appreciate you guys kind of sticking with us. Uh, but speaking of sticking, man, the the son of one Chris, the West Side Strangler Brennan, uh, basically showing out to the umpteenth degree. Uh, Lucas the Skywalker Brennan beats Ben Lugo. By arm triangle choke, and uh, man, it was the Skywalkers night in advancing his uh professional record six and oh for Brennan. And uh, I mean, this was I mean, Ben Lugo, right, going into this As a nine fight veteran, um, you know, and a tough, tough customer. And Lucas Brennan just went in there and just asserted his dominance.
1: Yep, indeed, he did. Uh, sometimes you know uh mixed martial mixed martial arts requires one to be a balanced fighter um in this particular case lucas brennan was more versed in the grappling department than his opponent he took advantage of his opponent took his back no 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 took his arm and neck and was able to secure an arm triangle finish him off in the uh in the first round uh it was um One of those uh, slow pitch, knocked out of the park. So there you go. Lucas Brennan moves on at six and
0: zero. Are you there saying that uh, you know Bellator uh, throws layups to to people that they might have uh, invested interest in? What?
1: (laughs) What? I mean, I mean, we are on the same team, you know. So speaking of teams. (laughs) <laughs> oh there yeah, you are
0: my team. Yes, we are Team <laughs> Takia. I'm just saying, hey,
1: it's like Kobe and Shaq. Kobe lays it up, Shaq slams it down. You know what I'm saying? Beltran oh, I... lays it up, and it's up to Lucas Brennan to slam it down.
0: I thought this was going away because in my head, not the championships that they they won or whatever, but uh, mm-hmm. there was a diss track that Shaq had made of Kobe. And it was uh show me how my I don't know what an <laughs> anal ca- cavity tastes, which doesn't <laughs> aid well because one of them is nearly nearly departed. Um but yeah, that's uh that's that's that. But speaking of uh asses, um the assets of Nikita Mikhailov, um, mm-hmm. just rose right. This is another fighter, uh, from the Russian Federation and uh, a protege of the great last emperor, Fedor Emelianenko, uh, where mm-hmm. Nikita absolutely dominated, Blaine shut. Uh, as more said, uh, Nikita shut out, shut, which I thought was great.
1: Yeah, it was a it was a pretty much exactly as we called it we 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 had an idea nikita was going to be able to to have excellent takedown defense so keeps the uh, the fight on the on the feet uh nikita had better control of where the fight took place even if he didn't get the ko or the ground and pound he was on pace to winning by decision anyway either split or or unanimous he was, he was leading, uh, but, however, he was able to score a KO via grind and pound, and uh, he moves on to
0: 9-1. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, if anybody was kind of questioning, you know, maybe, you know, uh, Bellator throwing up layups or whatever, one thing about these Russians or Dagestanis, that, that whole kind of European block. Uh, these guys don't come to play, right? Um uh, mm-hmm. I, I even believe I heard um, either Josh Thompson. Yeah, I want to say it was Josh Thompson, but possibly it could <coughs> also be uh, more Allo, where, like, when these Dagestani fighters, you know, and I, I kind of equate the, the Russian wrestlers, you know, a part of this kind of attaché. Uh, the mm-hmm. fact that if they lock hands on you, that's it. You're going... You're going to it's ride, tough. you know.
1: It's tough. <laughs>
0: yeah. So yeah. Uh, this is uh this is no no different, you know. And uh, I I believe it, the thing was like, hey, if you if you get caught, you know, and the, those those fingers are locked. Guess what? You're going you're going straight, a first-class ticket to Dagestani Airlines, man. All-expense-paid <laughs> trip. Um, so, I, and again, I think that was a, a nice verbal gem. Uh, and again, you know, Bellator, There's we are kind of talking off-air, Voodoo and I, and it was just like, I'm so glad that Bellator is back. To me, you know, whether it be the live show, you, you know, fortunate enough to be in attendance, like, uh, I mean, Voodoo and I have been uh, countless times, you know, or – you know, watching at home, the viewing experience is amazing. The cl- crowd is electric, but the commentary team, you know, and I will even date it back to, you know, uh, Jimmy Smith, who uh, called the Royal Rumble la- uh, last night, which was kind of wild. But Jimmy Smith and Sean Wheelock to, uh, you know, now this incarnation of Mar Ranallo, Big John McCarthy, Josh Thompson. And uh, man, I can't remember her name, but the, uh, the gal that's on the panel with Josh Thompson. Uh, she's great. She's, I mean, the, the commentary team at Bellator is just absolutely phenomenal, you know, and I just, I just dig it. Hell, even, uh, you know, Michael C. Williams, when people are talking about, you know, great ring announcers, you know, they'll, they'll bring up Mike Kendall of LFA, they'll bring up, you know, the, the gentleman uh, in one championship before his rowdy energy, um, you know, uh, BKFC has, uh, Jesus Christ, why am I blanking? Oh, uh, Jeff Houston, right, who does wrestling as well. Uh, And obviously the great Bruce Ruffer, along with his brother Michael, right? Legendary, the the Lennons, Jimmy Lennon Sr. and Jimmy Lennon Jr. But Michael C. Williams, man, that guy has seen it all. When they used to put the Bellator cage in the middle of the Fremont Street experience in downtown Las Vegas, right now to where they're – at with uh with, with viacom and showtime this guy has seen every incarnation of of bellator and uh I, I just for all the kind of like changes in terms of the roster i'm glad that michael c williams uh calls bellator hope
1: most definitely most definitely it's yeah. a perfect fit man like that that like that uh like that oj glove Ooh,
0: Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, RIP Nicole Simpson or Nicole Brown. There you go. I'm yeah. not going to do that. Yeah, the, the, yeah Simpson, all <laughs> things considered, that's a bad taste hit and Ronald <laughs> Goldman. Uh, And also Kato Kalen's 15 minutes of fame that was over 15 minutes after. Uh, But yeah, uh, that's it. But speaking of 15 minutes of fame and cashing in on maybe your name, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, not the one you think of, not the one whose footwear is the exclusive uh, footwear partner of the UFC, but another junt. Uh, He fell to six and three. Uh, it's kind of wild because they were, you know, they were kind of like, I don't want to say they were dogging Johnson, but it wasn't until the third round did big John finally admit like, Oh, like, you know, Dwayne Johnson took this fight on short notice and whatever Dalton Rasta was, you know, preparing for somebody else and everything and giving the the propers to both gentlemen. But before, before that, it was just like, yep, this is, you know, it was a like a for you know predetermined outcome that The Rock was going to mm-hmm. lose to Dalton Rasta. Uh mm-hmm. and again, not that Rock, another one. But uh, yeah, man, this one was uh, this one was cool. And you know, despite the fact that you can make all of the concessions that you can about it being a short notice fight, this went all the way to the decision. So I, I definitely want to give a huge, even in a losing effort. Um, a huge shout out to D- uh, Dwayne "The Rock" Johnson uh mm-hmm. because he stuck in there right into the bitter end.
1: Yes he did. Yes he did. Uh um and D- Dwayne, Dwayne was not was not the favorite to win. And on top of that, he's coming in on short notice. Uh however, uh he did go in there on short notice and he did perform. Um he wasn't finished which is which is huge yes he was out wrestled by by uh rasta he was out wrestled, but um he wasn't he wasn't manhandled and that's a victory in its own in its own so uh, shout out to Dwayne. but dalton rasta wins on this very day by unanimous decision he goes on at six and oh to greener pastures
0: 1,000%. And uh, speaking of pastures, this one is kind of a, uh, this is bittersweet because we're going to have the first of two consecutive former Bellator champions taking an L and being finished. But we have uh, the one and only Saad Awad getting KO'd by Chris Gonzalez. Uh, this one is rough because Saad Awad, again, as I mentioned, former Bellator world champion, uh, and he's a guy who, you know, Fights out of Rantrikukamanga. He's a he's a SoCal guy, and every interaction that I've had with him has been absolutely just couldn't be couldn't be a better dude. Um, but you know it's it's wild MMA. You, just because you're a good dude doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to end up paid dirt. Uh, Chris Gonzalez, mm-hmm. uh, thirty six seconds. That's all it took for him to finish a former Bellator world champion. Which you gotta think coming out of this, a seven one record. He's got his eye and has a very good case on the 155-pound title in Bellator, uh, uh, assuming they don't do a Grand Prix uh, first.
1: Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Um, I'm looking forward to this Grand Prix, by the way. I, I, I mean, I don't know why the UFC don't engage in such activities. These tournaments will get things going. You know, even if you don't have a... Your champion is not ready. Instead of interim, whatever, let these let these uh, contenders fight each other, and the last one that 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 remains on top of the pyramid, by then the champion should be ready to go, and then boom, there you go. And if they do, and if the champion is not ready, then that person should be the interim champion, the winner of that tournament, not not two people that was just chosen. You know what I'm saying. You feel what I'm saying? No, absolutely. And, and it's
0: you know, it's how do you slice an orange, right? Do you do you, you put it skin on and you know cut it into fours or eights or what have you, or do you peel it and manually you know take apart each appendage of the orange, right? So, uh, with that all being said, you know it's every time that I don't want to say every time that Bellator has. You know, done a tournament because that is something completely indicative of Bellator's uh, origins, right? Where they did tournaments, mm-hmm. they didn't, they didn't, you know, almost like PFL. PFL has almost adopted uh, the old school Bellator, Bjorn Rebney type of tournament or, you know, UFC, if you're the early days of the UFC. Uh, but the, the Catch 22 is, you know, when. King Mo, King Mo coming off of Strike Force, right? And a, a world champion of Strike Force and whatever. And he they put him in the tournament thinking he's gonna win and everything like that. And they had money in him winning and he gets mm-hmm. kicked. I mean, like you know, spinning back this by uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I forgot the gentleman's name. Oh, he's out of Long Beach too. Um, the punk, he's like the yeah, the I punk. remember you talking yeah. about, yeah, I
1: remember
0: him. Um So with that, with that all being said, it doesn't always work and not, you know, it's very hard to kind of determine marketing monies, you know, and allocating it for it. Because, again, you can we even seen it in the UFC where, you know, a particular champion, you know, they were banking on Ronda coming back and becoming dominant and what have you. And she gets waylaid by Amanda Nunes. Right. So when you get a tournament, you're you're throwing everything up in the air. Oh, mm-hmm. if you want to use a WWF reference, the brawl for all that was supposed to make sure that, hey, Dr. That's Steve Williams. You know uh, what? You, you know, one of the best NCAA wrestlers to transition over to pro wrestling. And hey, if mm-hmm. the MMA was lucrative financially, uh, uh you know. 20 years before it ended up becoming, you know, the 70s and 80s. Well, you would see Dr. That's Williams probably floating in between both, right? Or wherever the money went, he was kind of a mercenary. But without all being said, he gets KO'd in the first round and tears ligaments in his leg and everything like that. So in that, like in terms of competition, it, you know, like you can make a plausible theory. You put all the best guys or girls in a tournament it per divisions and we'll see who comes out on top but then if you have a bracket here and a bracket here and you want two guys or you know competitors uh of that bracket face each other that might not happen because you know one you can't train your chin and they get an errant blow or whatever and guess what everything is all up in the air you know and then that's that i think breeds discontent within the promotion because like you know for the fighter you're know, like it's never been like, Oh, you're giving me this opportunity. Right. And I, and it hit Bader. It's just like, Oh, you guys, you Bellator, you UFC, you organization were against me. And I'm going to show you that I am the one and what have you. So it breeds discontent, uh, you know, and also we're in a, a, way and an environment where you have athletic commissions you're doing that in the you know almost like Fedor fights right you're doing that either in russia or a native casino here in north america because there's no way that any um commission in the contiguous contiguous u.s kind of signing off on that um yeah. but i mean do i like tournaments fuck yes i like them but i i can see both sides
1: yeah, those, those those are the days, the the tournament days, especially in the same day. Get yeah. it over with. Those are the days. These new fans, they don't know what they don't know what they've missed. The real,
0: a hundred percent, hundred percent. And you know, it's again, it's it it all depends, right? It, you know, what what type of MMA do you like to watch, and what have you? And it's it's a way to kind of test the metal of. You know, mm-hmm. particular fighter's fighting spirit. You know, coming out of one, two, three fights to claim your championship, and it makes that championship make a, a, you know have a little bit more prestige than it would otherwise. And it's sure as hell better than an interim title. So, you know, there's there's that. Anything is better than an interim title in my uh, estimation. I know, but also that is a marketing ploy. You know, in some markets where you advertise a champion, you know, and then. The champion gets injured or doesn't want to fight or whatever. So you throw up, a, you know, an interim title, but it dilutes uh, all of this. I think, you know, a tournament would probably add to the prestige versus exactly. a, uh, you know, exactly. a interim title. But again, that's just me. You know, I I am not in a position where I have to make, you know, pull the strings or make it happen. So uh, but you can make a, a case either way.
1: Interesting you said Being in a position to pull the strings or make it happen. Because Chris Gonzalez, he pulled the string and made it happen in 36 seconds. 36 seconds. 36 seconds. The timing was there, man. The timing was there. You know, he he didn't waste any time. He closed the distance rather quickly. Hit him with that beautiful cross. I mean, with that head kick. Yep. And uh, that was that.
0: It's all she wrote. It's all she wrote. They all get caught. Yeah, unfortunately, uh you know, uh especially if you're uh, of certain ex-president that uh you know, uh didn't have sexual relations with that person, uh Miss Lewinsky, uh that was with a horrible, that
1: woman.
0: Yeah, with that woman. Woman. Uh, Jesus, that was a horrible uh Billy Bob uh impression. I call him Billy Bob, uh but uh President former President Clinton, uh in case you didn't know. Mm-hmm. That's a dated reference. But speaking of uh not so much dated references, but I, I mentioned that this is you know Sadawad and Chris Gonzalez is the first of two consecutive former Bellator World Championships getting mm-hmm. KO'd um in their respective uh fights uh to young upstarts. But Enrique Barzola uh beats Darion the Wolf Caldwell in the third round. Yep. Um this is a, a KO slash grounded pound win, and again, oh this is rough. This is really rough because you're, you're looking at guys and, and girls, right, um, that have been the cornerstones of Bellator, especially in terms of championships. These are people that were drawing money, you know, or viewership, rather, in the, the times of, you know, Bellator on MTV2, Bellator on Spike TV, right? Uh, you know, you could put Asada Watt or Darion Caldwell on the marquee and you know you're gonna garner some uh, some eyeballs you know to the product, and um, yeah. it's just it, it's almost like they're they're cannon fodder for these now young upstarts, and of course um, you know flipping it on its on its head right because there were veterans in the, the respective careers of Saw- Asada Wad and Darion caldwell uh, and a litany of others that were basically put uh, a lamb to a slaughter type position you know so they could rise up to championship level performances which they have done in their career but it's still if you're a long time fans this one uh in the words of rod stewart and or cheryl crowe's remake of it but the first cut is the deepest and uh, this was mm. this is a hell of a cut to, you know, long-term fans of Bellator MMA.
1: That's right, that's right. Couldn't have said it better myself. But you know, as we move on into the uh, uh, next uh, uh, round, we have Enrique Barzola versus Darren Caldwell. This one was a little interesting for me. Um, Darren, I was banking on seeing you know, some dynamic striking, but uh, it seems the uh, complete style of Enrique Barzola was going to pay dividends as he was able to control more of where the fight took place. Um, It was an even match, I would say it was an even match, but Enrique was slightly better, just a little bit. And it showed on the judges scorecard as they unanimously voted For Enrique Barzola I mean of course he did get the ground and pound But even if he didn't get the ground and pound KL he was on his way To winning the match regardless So therefore Enrique Well put together Let's keep grinding
0: Yeah and it's a shame at least As it stands here It doesn't look like Bellator gives The the fight bonuses Um, Which I mean This one would definitely be In contention of a, a fight of the night, or a performance of the night, rather. Um, and who's to say that, that that doesn't happen with Bellator? They just don't announce it and what have you. But it's uh, still a very big name over a name fighter for Enrique Barzola. So uh, the future is really, really, really bright for Barzola. So I, I can't wait. Me too. Now, me
1: too. Me too.
0: Now, speaking of can't wait and can't miss, Sabah Humasi, a 16 and 10, proving that old school is cool. Uh, he's a veteran of almost 10 fights over his opponent, Jaleel Wentless of the night. But, I mean, first round, arm triangle choke, kind of indicative of the one that uh, Lucas Running hit on Ben Lugo earlier in the night. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's all she wrote. That's all she wrote. First round, arm triangle for Sabah Hamasi. And with a 16-10 and 10 record, man, I mean, where do you... And for uh, the matchmakers of Bellator, where do you put this guy? You know, is he, you know, does the Sleeky chic, you know, get into title contention with this win and what have you? Uh, he's beaten guys like, uh, you know, Bobby Volker and Curtis Melinder, right? Micah Terrell. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, when it gets to the, you know, the top tier, the Paul Simtix Dailies and the Andre Korskovs which, crazy enough, that was his last two fights and two losses Uh, before the win over Jaleel Willis but where do you put a guy who's a tenured veteran like that Um, you know do you you know do you give him a title shot do you not uh, you know and what equates for it I'm not sure
1: I mean that's when the fighter himself uh, becomes the uh, catalyst for his own success Mm -hmm. Um, what are you doing in addition to what the company is trying to do for you what are you doing for yourself uh, what, what is your social media like? Are you putting the word out there of yourself? Are you talking yourself up? Are you advocating for yourself, seeking this title match or whatnot? What is, what is it that you're doing? Are you just sitting around waiting, waiting for them to give you an opportunity? Or are you trying to create an opportunity for yourself? I mean, uh, a person like this at 16 and 10, I mean, on triangle like he did on this very night, I mean, you know, why not? Why not give him a chance at, at a uh welterweight why not why not you know he's shown to have experience and he's learned he's learned he's had 10 long uh learning learning sessions and he, 16 wins he's still he's still on the positive side of things so it, it seems he's got enough experience to to challenge for the title so why not yeah why absolutely
0: not? He's, he's fought everywhere. You know, going back to Titan FC, uh, he was on the Ultimate Fighter, you know, American Top Team versus the Black Zillions uh, when they ran that season uh, and had a career in the UFC and then now signing with Bellator in 2019, right before the pandemic. You know, this is a guy with, uh, with tons of experience and, you know, some cachet amongst the hardcore MMA fan base, you know. So this is something that could cash in, but just like you said, it's where... You're putting in your your social media presence and, and what have you mm-hmm. that, you know, could catapult you into the places that you may want to be. And, you know, with uh, with with his record, you know, there he's got probably more fights behind him than he has ahead of him. So you want to make mm-hmm. sure that they're as lucrative as feasibly possible.
1: That's right, man. That's right.
0: That's yep. right. And Shaman Steve said, good afternoon, gentlemen. Good afternoon, Shaman Steve, the good brother. What's up, uh, Shaman Steve? Hashtag Brother Me Softly. Glad to have you here yeah. with us. But speaking yeah. of here with us, um, was the eye poke of Aiden Lee over Henry Corrales. This earning uh, Corrales the, you know, the victory. Um, and I'm sure, you know, uh, kind of every interaction with Henry Corrales has been great. And he has the warrior spirit, the you know, the fighting spirit. This is not the way that he wants to earn a win, but unfortunately... You know, that's the way the cookie crumbles. It, this wasn't as egregious as, you know, uh, the funk master, Aljamain Sterling, you know, but, uh, you know, an unintentional eye poke, whew, that's rough. I mean, it wasn't as egregious as like a John Jones eye poke, where it almost seems like, you know, that was part of John Jones' strategy is just, you know, train eye pokes, train eye pokes in the way that, uh, what's his name, uh, Chris... Chris Weidman, or as I like to call Weidman, trained uh, check kicks for his fights with Anderson Silva, so um again, uh, Henry Corral is picking up the win in this one uh but uh, you know not without any controversy,
1: yeah, um this was actually a very good fight uh Aiden Lee, having all the hide it and reach advantage, seemed to be uh, um in the position to win the standing game. I mean, his limbs are very long, so therefore, you know, things look well. He's English, that means his boxing is gonna be crisp, right? More than anything, his boxing is gonna be crisp. But he's in there against Henry Corrales. Corrales known to be an assassin, a smasher of men, Um, tough as nails, as tough as they come your bellator veteran been there for quite some time effective as hell you're gonna have to kill him to get him out of there but aiden didn't know that so aiden goes in there in the first round he saw he saw just how deep the rabbit hole goes second round he realizes the sun is hot and then third round He was just about to get fumigated when, by mistake, Mr. Corrales attempted to push his face away but a finger uh, went in Mr. Aiden Lee's eyes. Now, I am not saying the young man is lying, but it seems to me that he tried to steal one. this is just my perspective, what I see. I'm not him. I don't know what's going on inside of him, but it seems to me that he realized that he was losing a match or was going to lose the match. Yes, his eyes were Pope, but I do believe that uh, he tried to steal the match with an injury but Corrales had done so much damage that when it went to the scorecard, Corales won. So therefore, there you go.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I'm I mean, you know, Henry Corrales, that's not a guy that I'm gonna you bet against. So again, I'm not at all uh crapping on this victory but you know could it have happened better maybe maybe you know and when these unfortunate occurrences happen you know there's gonna be talk and chatter uh a smattering of whispering on uh on the social media about you know this is bullshit this is bullshit
1: you know hey, but i tell you what but i tell you what if uh young Aiden Lee wants some Corrales would Will have no problem but to give him more. He, I mean, he, you know he's ready. He, he's that type of dude. So if Aiden Lee really, when he feels really about that life, just ask Scott Coker to set up the next match and we can run it back. You might not make it to the third this time.
0: Yeah, that's the that's catch 22 of that. You know, make your words soft and sweet just in case you have to eat them later. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so there's that. But we are at the co-main event of the evening. We have former UFC and WEC uh, champion Benson Smooth Henderson besting one Islam uh, Mamadov. And this one was wild because this is something that, I mean, it it was a must win for Benson Henderson, who has gone essentially o3 uh, in his last outings uh losing to michael Chandler Jason Jackson and Brent Primus uh Brent Primus and michael Chandler obviously former champions in themselves so he hasn't won since uh September 29th of tw- I mean September 27th in 2019. Uh, which was a unanimous decision over Miles Fury Jury, and uh, just kind of a side note about Miles Jury. If you are a fighter or just somebody that wants to learn uh, some financial planning, Miles Jury's YouTube page. I definitely want to refer you to that. Uh, you know, because he, if you're a fighter, you know, and he breaks down, you, you know, his pay percentage and what have you, and what he was told it was based around, and everything like that, and uh, you know where he's. You know, basically played stocks or real estate, and he's very heavily interested and invested in the Florida uh, real estate market, which where it's where he resides. Uh so you know, just shout out to Miles Jury. I, I, I think that would be a, an apropos time to to give him his propers, but also big propers to uh, Benson Henderson because again, after ON3, you know, mind you, two of them, right. In Bet Primus as well you know, as Michael Chandler, and remember, uh, Primus beat Chandler when Chan- in Madison Square Garden, where Chandler had a Anderson Silva-esque uh, leg injury, right, and fell mm-hmm. back on it. Actually, it was more Conor McGregor uh, leg injury, and Primus won the title. Uh, but still, two Bellator uh, world champions, former world champions at the time, that Benson steps in there with him. And I and actually, he they might have still been champion, uh, because they were they were mentioning on uh, the commentary that Benson Henderson has fought uh, Bellator championships, but it's eluded him in every kind of campaign that he makes towards that title, um, and he's won a title everywhere he's been again, WEC and UFC included. Mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, so this one, it was a split decision. It wasn't as dominant in front of the judges as one would like. But uh, I do agree with the the judging and and scoring it a a split decision because there was a slick transition uh, from from Benson Henderson that Bellator didn't have any problems uh putting on all of their social medias and I and who's like ah this is where Bent Henderson puts the smooth in smooth transition so i thought that was kind of nice uh but w- your thoughts sweetie
1: um smooth man smooth smooth you don't go in there against a standing and perform that well he was not expected to to i mean being his age do no. i mean I'm not talking about his chronological age. I'm talking about the miles that he's put on his body. You know, I mean, at, at what? Uh, 40 fights, I believe. Yeah, 40 fights. Mm-hmm. 40 fights. 40 professional fights. We're not counting the amateur fights. 40 professional fights in Benson Henderson's career. Career uh, goes back to WEC, like my man was just saying. Mm-hmm. I mean, going in there against Islam, Mamadou, Magdorff coming in with a 19, uh, 19 fight win streak. He comes in there against this old veteran. You know what I'm saying? And then they tell you, they'll tell you, your teachers and your coaches will tell you in practice that uh, practice makes perfect. Practice makes perfect. Uh, Benson Anderson, the years and years of drilling and training paid dividends in this particular match because he wasn't the strongest in the match. He wasn't the strongest, he wasn't the best wrestler, but the skill, understanding of when to transition, that was the key to victory in this match. Uh, He was never absolutely dominated. He was held, but not dominated. When it came to Islam going to work and, 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 and punching him out, he creates holes in which Benson Henderson was able to wiggle out and change the situation. And he did this for, for, for for 15 minutes. It was a beautiful match. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Uh, I'm not mad at the Benson Henderson, uh, uh, split decision win at all.
0: No, not at all. You know, and again, um, I, I truly and honestly believe that, you know, Benson Henderson finds him himself in a similar position as, you know, uh, Uh, Glover Teixeira right where he's a long-term veteran you know and uh you know there's a lot of miles so I think that once he gets to that echelon that he set for himself of claiming a Bellator title um he might hang it up you know and not to say that he wouldn't be a part of the MMA lab and helping train the next generation of people there but uh you know in terms of his active in-ring career they you know were basically telling how, uh, you know, Benson Henderson has four kids. His wife, Maria mm-hmm. Anderson, uh, was uh, victorious at LFA not too long ago, you know, and maybe he does almost like a Gilbert Melendez, you know, and supports, uh, his wife in Bellator, which crazy enough, you know, uh, Carrie Ann Melendez is a, uh, Bellator fighter in her own right. So maybe they go that route, you know, and a whole slew of, of, uh, you know, fighters that are coming up under the auspices of the MMA lab. Um, I, I believe, I believe uh, Little Monster is there, right? Like MMA lab at Eddie chaw I want to say. Possibly. Possibly. Yeah, yeah. Um, or maybe Eddie Chaw's with Fight Ready. I don't know. The, the Arizona uh, fight scene kind of eludes me. So I'm sorry if I'm misspeaking, but, uh, you know, the Arizona, you know, fight scene, uh, much like every other fight scene in the world, uh, has become a powerhouse. You don't have to just go mm-hmm. to Southern California or South Florida mm-hmm. or, you know, the Eastern Bloc of Europe to become a champion. You know, in the instance of mm-hmm. Ryan Bader, um, a little little monster Vanessa Demopolis, uh mm-hmm. you know, Benson Henderson. These are all Arizona-based fighters. Henry Cejudo, uh, who could forget? Mm-hmm. Uh, Pitbull, you know, in his fight with, uh, with A.J. McKee. You know, also mm-hmm. uh, Davidson Federado, right? They, you know, Arizona's yep, yep. claiming themselves uh, championships in the lower divisions of every, every, um, you know, MMA promotion in the world, seemingly. So uh, shout out to Arizona's mixed martial arts scene. You know,
1: that's right. That's right. Uh, I, um, it, it's nature. It's nature that that. Uh, the rulers change, so to speak. Uh, at one point, it was, it was ATT, 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 Jackson and Winkle, Winkle, Twinkle, whatever. You know, everyone gets their turn. Uh, Tristar, Tristar, this and that, Tristar. Uh, Lion's Den, Lion's Den, this and that, Lion's Den. Everyone will get their turn on top. It is what it is. Uh, as long as folks are still going out there and they're training hard and, uh, becoming the best, their best self, then the gym will always get recognition, you know? So, so, uh, congratulations to the Arizona folks. Uh, it's your time to shine, you know, it's your time to shine. Um, you are deserving.
0: No, a thousand percent. And giving us a, uh. Uh, a bit of an update. Stephanie Black over on YouTube saying, swoop, yeah. go San Fran.
1: <laughs> yeah. And again, uh, you know. It, not to, it, it, not- it's Raiders for Life. Raiders for Life. <laughs>
0: Uh, I was telling voodoo uh, on the off-ear. You know, I don't watch much football, you know, but when I do, and when I load up the newest Madden video game, I'm stacking up the Niners. And this is not like, oh, Niners over everybody or whatever. I just was born in San Francisco, spent the first eight years of my life there, you know, and I was was growing up around the time of two back-to-back quarterbacks. You know, we kind of invented Mm – you know the the Troy Aikman and Tony Romo, the the Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers, or uh, what's his face, so Drew Bledsoe into Tom Brady, right? That that nice yeah, little yeah. baton handoff from one Hall of Fame quarterback mm-hmm. to another, and what have you. So mm-hmm. I was, you know, living in San Francisco uh, around the time that that the Niners were winning everything. So um, yeah, I'm, it's cool that they're doing well, you know. So yeah. and uh, oof, Raider killer. Uh, I I have a, a, a cousin actually the CEO of uh, Purple Ghosts, which I happen to be wearing a Ghost in Roses shirt. Uh, but my okay. cousin is a diehard uh, Raiders fan, which is kind of crazy because grew up in in South Bend, Indiana, but rock, rocks the Raiders. Okay, so every time I, uh, you know, so every every time it's his birthday or or anything or whatever, I just send him Raiders stuff. You know, and, and I told him I was like. Until you tell me what else you like, I'm, you're just going to get rid of stuff. And it's going to kill Raider. me because I still don't acknowledge Jerry Rice in his greatness because he <laughs> f***ed the, over the, the Razor. The Raiders. The Razors. Yeah, the Razors, the Raiders, hey, whatever. Jerry,
1: Jerry Rice Jerry Rice was something special. Something special. Until he joined but, the Raiders. Uh, Rand- well, even at his peak. Jerry Rice at his peak cannot step to Randy Moss. I'm sorry sorry jerry rice was great but i believe randy moss if randy moss played in the era of jerry rice there would have been no jerry rice if they played at the same time in their prime at the same time there would have been no jerry Rice. Because and Ra- randy randy moss steps up to challenges you know what yeah. what I mean? and he would have he would have jumped out of the arena uh the the stadium trying to catch a touchdown
0: yeah, and I acknowledge Randy Moss in this particular scenario because he went with the Raiders and, the, I mean, obviously a career in Minnesota first, you know, cutting, cutting his teeth there in the NFL, but, you know, going to the Raiders and then floating over to the Niners. Like, I can do that. Like, you're like, oh, I've seen the errors <laughs> of my ways. I know that, you know, the many zeros that the Raiders had had offered me, the Davis family had offered me and what have you, and I, I know the better of my ways. And now I'm becoming a Niner. I acknowledge that versus you leaving the Niners and floating over to the Raiders and what have you. Uh, So uh, that's just, that's just how I roll. You know, so, uh, you know, but speaking of rolling, we are at the main event of the evening, the unification of the Bellator interim heavyweight title and the rating Bellator heavyweight champion in Ryan Darth Vader, Uh, Ryan Darth Vader, obviously winning the uh, previously holding the Bellator light heavyweight championship, Grad Grand Prix championship, as well as the heavyweight. And a lot of people were like, oh, this is a fatal guy. You know Valentin Moldovsky, he you know, he's a scary, scary cat with a near perfect record 11 and 1 going into this. But that was no match for the Arizona now kind of raised Ryan Bader, uh, who advances into 29 and 7, um, and quite possibly facing one of these scariest guys. Now, he's fought. You know, scarier guys before, obviously, in uh, look no further than Fedor Emiliano, right? And KO'd him, right? Um, and it looks like, holy smokes, if this, they're saying there could be an. Uh, Let's go. I want that fight. Oh, woo, buddy. Oh, I, I literally got goosebumps. Like, ooh, check Congo? Check Congo invaders? Sign me up. And you know the Parisian scene. They didn't, they just barely over the pandemic, uh, you know, gave the green light okay. to MMA. So mm-hmm. guess what? All that Canelo horse meat, all that fucking, you know, uh supplements, you know, illicit supplements. Oh, bring that shit. Bring that shit to Paris. That's You're going to get, like, a fucking TRT, myostatin-inhabited. And yeah, this <laughs> team are going to look like fucking, like, uh, I don't know, like action figures coming at each other, you know? Uh, uh, sign me up. But, again, not putting uh, the wagon in front of the horse. Again, Bader, uh undefeated. I mean, uh, not undefeated, but a unanimous decision over a tough wrestler, uh, somebody who hails out of... Uh, you know, uh, Fedor's camp, and who is a, a very, very stealth and astute wrestler in his own right. Uh, mm. This one's great. great. Uh, also, Nia Lynn saying, "Ha,
1: <laughs> what up, Nina? <laughs> one eye, Nina."
0: <laughs> there you go. There you go. But your thoughts on this heavyweight unification belt for Bellator?
1: <laughs> hey, um, I have to, I have to say. I have never seen Ryan Bader perform better than he did last night. Um, There was a stiff competition in front of him in Valentin Modalski, the Russian, young man, young, strong judoka, excellent judo. Um, um, His clinch game is very, very good. Very, very good. Um, The way he operates, he brings the pressure. Push you on the fence, and he pretty much uh, uh, presses against you, restricting your breathing as he knees your thighs and 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 and, and or whatnot. But Ryan Bader, being a, an excellent college wrestler that he was, was able to to channel that wrestler's heart, that indomitable spirit. Uh, first of all, Ryan Bader has Bader has very good cardio, which showed in the fourth and fifth round. Um, um, going into the fifth, it was 50-50. Ryan Bader and his opponent went to their mutual corners. They got their one-minute break, and then they brought it back. Bader was more active. Bader, having more experience at 29-7, and seven, realized that there's a possibility that this fight is split even and he has to look busy for the judges. And he did exactly that. Uh, when he was pressed against the fence, opponent going for a double leg, trying to suck him off the fence, Bader went to work using, utilizing the elbow strikes and, and, and rabbit punches. Uh, when he was taken down to the ground, he got back up. Uh, he, he, he never left a position in which his opponent could dominate him especially in that fifth round um the uh i the fight iq was appropriate for this match uh shout out to ryan bader uh i've like i said i've never seen him perform this well ever ever yes i've seen him knock people out but there's something different about going 25 minutes with another human being i've never done it but what I have done, I know how hard it is not to talk about tacking, tacking off 10 extra minutes on top of that. Um, Bader proved himself to be a real world champion on this very night. And um, kudos to him. Now he's going to be going up against a Frenchman, uh, Czech Congo. Uh, I, I I truly believe this would be an easy fight for Ryan Bader. Um, I do not feel Czech Congo has the skills to uh to uh defend against Ryan Bader's assault. If Ryan Bader can watch out for those uh those uh uppercuts and uh, possible knees, I say he controls the match and he wins by unanimous decision.
0: Yeah, I know. And uh, actually, before I get to my comment, uh, Shaman Steve says, remember when we saw uh, Bader clip Fedor at the forum looking forward to the Congo fight? Yeah, I was there too. And it was the wildest thing. Uh, It was literally, I I was posting uh, Fedor's walkout because, I mean, if you see a Fedor walkout, that is almost like The Undertaker, right? There's a a change in the air that happens, right? And that Russian almost... Uh, the Russian equivalent of the Benedictine month is like, whoa, 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 whoa. like I don't know what the fuck was going on, but it, that's it, the it, last
1: emperor, man. Yeah, emperor from from Russia. Yeah, that's very fast. <laughs>
0: no, hundred percent. You know, and then I was posting the walkout, and then I look up and I look over at Red R- Lily, Fader fucking Spread Eagle, and Bader just fucking going crazy, and I was like, what the fuck, just posting the fucking walkout. That's yeah. how quickly uh, Bader yeah. finished Vador. and uh, you know I, I'm just saying. And in terms of Ryan Bader uh, and, and Chuck Congo, this is actually a rematch of their Bellator 226 contest that was uh, essentially uh, levied a no contest Please. because there was an eye poke from the ground. Know. Uh, you know, so this is a, this is actually a rematch. But in terms <laughs> of Bader's credentials, this is somebody that is. Even right now, right as he's still currently champion, how can you tell me that this is not a Hall of Fame career? You know, uh, fought in Mexico, fought King of the Cage in Nevada, fought in Arizona, fought in Cayman Islands. Right, Uh, starting off his career in 2007. Right, Uh, came onto the Ultimate Fighter season eight, beat Kyle Kingsbury, Tom Filthy Tom Lawler. Right, Uh, beat uh Vinny Ba and the, the the ultimate fighter finale right uh he's the ultimate fighter uh, fighter champion beat Keith the Dean of Mean Charney uh Antonio Jorguero no right uh that in itself former you I mean pride champion you know one half of the Nogueira brothers uh been in there with John Jones Tito Ortiz beat uh Quentin Rampage Jackson beat Leota Machito twice beat I mean, actually, he's one-on-one with Lyoto Machida. Uh, in UFC on Fox War Loss got KO'd by Machida, but uh, takes that back in Bellator and beats uh, beats Lyoto Machida way back in... Actually, that was uh, last year, in April. That was April of 2021, as we recording this, right? Been in there with Vladimir Matusenko, Glovo Teixeira, uh, Rafael Cavagante, OSP, Alvinson Sandbrew, Phil Davis, uh, mm-hmm. Rashad Evans, Anthony Johnson, Ilir Latifi, uh, you know, ran it back with Noguera, uh, ran it back with Phil Davis, Muhammad, Al- I mean, King Mo, Muhammad Lal, Linton Vassell, Fedor, and Matt Mitriad. That mm-hmm. is, a, I, mean, I mean, and then even going into Submission Underground, Taylor Sloan and Submission Underground, a shout out to Heather Standling, the matchmaker behind Submission mm-hmm. Underground, but, you know, uh, basically beat in Submission Underground 19, Anthony Rumble Johnson, but Mm -hmm. lost to Mason Fowler. Mason Fowler, one of the top jiu-jitsu practitioners this side of your mom. Uh, Wow, that was not meant in a diss. That was supposed (laughs) to be funny, but uh, sorry to anybody's mom who might be offended. Uh, But again, beating Yoda Machida. uh, I mean, losing to Corey Anderson, but coming back uh, after that Corey Anderson loss, that was a part of the light heavyweight uh, a tournament and defending his heavyweight title uh, successfully against Valentin Moldovsky. Again, this is, I mean, is there a better record, right? Is there a better list of opponents uh, uh, that would qualify or quantify a hall of fame worthy career than what I just bespoke of, of Ryan Bader?
1: I mean, he's been in there with the very best ever. Yeah. yeah uh uh he definitely is an accomplished man uh winner of the ultimate fighter now he's in the bellator you know form former double champ i mean you know he's he's reached his goal of becoming champion now let's just stack the ends, stack that money so high that uh we don't have to worry, you know. I'm sure he looks like a smart man. I'm sure he's uh, diverted money into different portfolios and uh, making his money work for him. Uh, sky's the limit. Now he's got, he's two up on Fedor melenenko Feodor himself was smashed. Now his protege smashed. Let's see what, what will they come with next. We shall see.
0: No, 100%. And we saw, you know, Alpha Male versus Dominic Cruz, you know, where they basically, you know, literally a a fighter factory up against a particular dominant champion. Um, Yeah, again, to me, and you can't tell me, oh, Bellator isn't as great or what have you. I'm not even entertaining that because every every promotion in the world right now has, I mean, world-class talent. Uh, even in amateurs, right? These these kids today, you voodoo who, who trains a lot of the youth uh, in your region, you know, in martial arts, you see it on a day-to-day basis, right? So the, you're you're seeing not the practitioners of just one specific discipline, but kids literally you know, when they start walking, they're training in MMA. They're training right. MMA, alright? Yeah. Uh, with a mix of jiu-jitsu and, and everything like that. So it's just crazy. And during this time, Ryan Bader has reigned supreme. And you said two champions? Actually, when you add the Grand Prix, it's actually three. That's that's Bader three belts, right? That's right. That's Grand right. Prix, heavyweight, light heavyweight. Uh, and that is that is an accomplishment that no one can take away from him. And again, uh, anybody like, well, he didn't win a UFC title. Whatever. Well, he's been in there in UFC title fights, and he's bested a lot of you know UFC champions in one phase of his and their career one one uh you know one way or another so again to me Bader is one of the greatest you know uh and you know, in my mind, I'm all like, oh, what is, what is Francis Ngannou versus Ryan Bader look like? You know, what is, uh, Brandon Vera, a heavyweight champion over in one versus Bader look like, you know, uh, you know, there, there's so many super fights that I'm thinking of. Look at all the Russians over there in PFL, Jesus Christ, you know, and Bader, you know, even picking himself up a million dollars and another title and another promotion, like, it, you know, it's, It's wild, it's so wild, uh, what could happen, and I I just think that you know, I'm again trying not to put the the wagon in front of the horse and whatever. Because yes, you might say that Czech Congo might not uh present too much of a threat, but again, those uppercuts of Czech Congo are legendary, you know, so uh, that's a tough deal. But looking beyond Czech Congo, um, and I hate to do that. No disrespect to Czech Congo, but uh, when we look past that, you know, how how much does Ryan Bader want to give back or what have you, you know, and how many fights does he have left on his Bellator contract? I don't see him uh, going back to the UFC anytime soon. It it was pretty acrimonious, you know, the breakdown and him going over to Bellator, you know, so I don't think that's a a bridge that could be crossed again about never say never. We've seen so many people come back. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, Bader – Hall of Famer. Yeah, uh, I, I love it.
1: Yeah, Bader Bader has no business going back to the UFC, man. They don't have anything for him, even the title. The title will not never be his. Uh uh for him to go back to the UFC, he's gonna require a certain amount of money that they I don't believe they will want to pay him. Yep. Which is why, you know, he is uh he is the Bellator brand. Stay, stick with Bellator. You know, the yep. UFC ain't gonna pay you what you want. Right. They're just not gonna do it. Um, uh, Bader is good, but he's not polarizing. He's not polarizing good. Um, uh, what sells most in the UFC, besides your actual physical skill, is 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 is, is the um, How do you say, you have to be animated, so to speak. And if you don't have that ability, you know, to to tell a story, if you cannot tell a story with your voice, then you're not going to get that kind of money that you think you deserve. Even though your fighting skill deserves it, eh, there's a couple of things still missing and um, uh, you know, but where Bader is at right now, those things aren't necessary. Right. You know, the system there is slightly different and it's just custom built for him to shine. So I say he stays in Bellator.
0: Absolutely. And uh, you know, um one other kind of asterisk vader's a hell of a fucking commentator for bellator mm-hmm. anytime he's not fighting he's damn good mm-hmm. him and josh thompson you know almost have the synergy of josh thompson and you know big john mccarthy but again big john mccarthy and josh thompson they have a podcast together vader doesn't have a podcast with those two mm-hmm. he, he, he works seamlessly with all of that and again i can't remember the uh the gal who sits on the battle tour panel but she is fucking great she's you know and the interplay between josh thompson and her uh on the panel was just fucking fun uh you know especially in the uh that instance of uh lucas brennan right because chris brennan and uh and josh thompson were supposed to fight didn't happen and whatever and she called his ass old like, does that make you feel old? <laughs> like, uh, you know, like you're calling the fight of the guy that you, you, you were supposed to fight son's fucking fight. And <laughs> it was like, I didn't, feel, I didn't feel old until you told me right now. And then she was all like, ah, well, my, my job is done. I'm out. And I was just like, that is so good. I mean, again, if you were kind of on the fence and you were just watching on YouTube and you're on the fence of maybe you're making a $15 subscription here in the United States uh, for Showtime to watch this fight. Uh, To me, that would have sold it, you know, her and, and, and Josh Thompson, and I gotta get her name, but she's great. She's fucking great. You know, there's so many, and I love the fact that, you know, whether it be women's MMA, jujitsu, what have you, but even into the commentary desk where you have her uh, Lauren Sacco, Sanko, um, uh, Karen Bryan, Megan O'Leary, Uh, they are some of the greatest broadcasters to ever grace uh, combat sports. And, you know, we we have them. They they could, I mean, look at even Ma- Megan O'Leary, who does NFL stuff, too. You know, uh, so at this time, while we have it, you know, uh, Julie Kudsey in Invicta, in they're so great. You know, like, I, I love that, you know, the greatness and, and the entertainment factor isn't just in the fights themselves, right? And is it you know um you know a male female thing it's just like there's great commentators everywhere you know uh michael uh, um god michael chavello over in one there, there's there's so many great things pfl has one of the most underrated commentary teams along with velansor past present um some of the greatest teams ever that have permeated themselves into uh, in the instance of Sean Wheelock, uh, BKFC, or Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship. And Jimmy Smith is over on Monday Night Raw, WWE Monday Night Raw. So again, the tentacles of MMA, they reign supreme. And a uh, oh, shout out to both Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley, both MMA veterans themselves. Brock Lesnar, a former UFC heavyweight champ. However, uh, you know, and kudos to the WWE for doing the promos in the lead-up to that. that. That sold me. I haven't watched in a while. Uh, into, I've watched wrestling. I just haven't watched WWE. Or I, I haven't watched sports entertainment in quite a while. I love the build-up to it. It was marred by a non-MMA guy uh, basically selling the waters, which was a great competitive match with two world-class wrestlers. You know, uh, Yeah, so just shout-out to them. Uh, shout out to everyone, and then shout out to you guys for joining us here at According to Woods. We will be back uh this Thursday because we have another UFC uh, on the horizon. The first UFC fight night, uh really, of 2022, and yep. that's headlined by Jack the Joker Hermanson and Sean Tarzan Strickland. Yeah. Holy fuck, somebody's going to get their fucking head caved in. Yeah, uh, So you're going to come back with us at 11 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on this Thursday, where we're going to break this whole card down for you. There's a lot of good ones on here. Uh, I'm not going to pick a favorite and what have you, but this, assuming nothing falls out or miss weights or somebody gets concussed or what have you, uh, this is a 13 fight card. Again, the first fight night. On, uh, for of the UFC for 2022. So it's going to be amazing. So we will see you guys here on Thursday night uh, at 11 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. But before we go, Voodoo, where can they find you on the socials?
1: Oh, that's quite easy. Type in Voodoo Maximus and you'll watch me pop up on YouTube, on Instagram, on Facebook page, on Twitter, and on Snapchat. Like, share, and subscribe on all platforms. Let's go.
0: Absolutely. And uh, I'm According to Woods on all social media deals, uh, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, uh, as well as YouTube is where you can find the principal podcast on Instagram, Dumb Shit Memes, and Uh, It's been a week, but uh, rest in peace, Eric Hescher, one of my childhood friends. One of the reasons why I was able to survive Inglewood, I kind of feel like a fraud. You know, and people are like, oh, Woods is from Inglewood because that is a guy who was Inglewood through and through, lived there until the day he died. Uh, And everything that you want to say about like, oh, single mothers raising three kids. Uh, You know, Mrs. Castro, she ended up uh, having a house, still maintains a house in Inglewood, uh, raised three kids, Eric being the oldest of the three. And unfortunately, uh, he left this world uh, literally a week ago today uh, This is rough But again, I feel like a fraud Because that is an uh, Inglewood uh, guy Through and through Worked at Sentinel Hospital uh, And is one of the reasons why I'm still here Kind of stuck his neck out for me When I first came to Inglewood Crozier Middle School And uh, showed me which places to hang Versus not to hang And places not to get shot So rest in peace Eric Cascio uh, There is a GoFundMe on my link tree in the bio if, if you uh, can donate. Uh, but again, rest in peace, Eric Castro. According to Woods, Voodoo Maximus coming at you live, and we will see you Thursday night with more Voodoo in the Woods.